Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nostrum Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Nostrum will be joining me in just a moment. Oh, by the way, the Ukraine situation seems to be really, 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 really heating up. And, and the United States basically just declared, how should I say this, uh, economic sanctions on Russia. And economic sanctions are one of those things that basically, uh, that's an act of war. And people say, well, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. We've declared an act of war on Russia. This is exactly what we did to Japan to bring them into World War II. And it's another one of these false flags, and it's ridiculous. And here's the article. U.S. imposes sweeping sanctions targeting the Russian economy. Wow. The uh, absolutely corrupt, senile Biden administration announced it will sanction dozens of Russian offices Officials and entities expel 10 diplomats from the United States. Boy, it sounds like 1941, doesn't it? And set new restrictions on buying sovereign debt in response to the massive solar winds hack, which is another code of lie, probably CIA Mossad, of federal agencies and interference in the 2020 election. Why it matters. The sweeping acts of retaliation are aimed at imposing heavy economic costs on Russia after years of sanctions that have failed to deter an increasingly aggressive and authoritarian President Vladimir Putin, that's a total lie, details the administration formally accused Russian's foreign intelligence service lie of carrying out the SolarWinds attack lie, which Microsoft President Brad Smith has called, who is a liar, the largest, most sophisticated attack the world has ever seen, lie. The intelligence community said that it's a high, high confidence in the assessment, lie. I guess I should just say lie with everything. The package of sanctions will bar U.S. banks. This is a problem. For buying Russian government bonds directly from the country's central bank, Rothschild-controlled, I should add. Sovereign wealth fund, Rothschild-controlled. And Ministry of Finance beginning June the 14th, complicating Russia's ability to raise money on international capital markets. The exact same thing they did to Venezuela. Six Russian technology companies will be sanctioned for providing support for Russia's intelligence cyber activities. Lie. Why 32 entities lie. Individuals will be designated for their role in Kremlin's election interference campaign. Ten intelligence officers working on a diplomatic cover in the U.S. will be expelled. That's probably true. In partnership with the European Union, the United Kingdom, Rothschild controlled. Australia, Rothschild controlled. Canada, Rothschild control. The U.S., Rothschild control, will also sanction eight individuals and entities from their role in Russia's ongoing occupation of Crimea. More lies as far as why they're doing this. Thursday, sanctions will not be tied to allegations that Russian paid Afghan militants to attack U.S. troops, which is another lie. The administration said that given the sensitivity of the matter, the issue will be handled through diplomatic, military, and intelligence channel. Wow. The big picture, on his second day in office, the basically bumbling buffoon, senile one who's being completely controlled by his handler, which is probably Kamala Harris's husband, ordered the intelligence community to conduct a review into Russia's reckless and adversarial actions spanning four areas, election interference, the solar winds hack, the poisoning and jailing of opposition leader, leader Navalny, and reports of Russian bounties on U.S. troops in Afghanistan. Unbelievable. So all of this stuff is basically really, really, really heating up the Ukraine. It really is. And right now we have a Ukrainian standoff. It's making to the Daily Mail. This is Russia's threatening us with destruction. Lie. They just want to defend themselves. Ukraine warns that Putin will bear very painful consequences if troops cross the border. As buildup continues in America, U-turns on sending ships to the Black Sea. Ukrainian foreign minister warned today that Russia is openly threatening us with destruction. 
as he met with his counterparts in Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia, all NATO allies. Klublaula warned of very painful consequences of Putin invades Ukraine as troops buildup continues. He spoke as it was revealed the U.S. will not send ships into the Black Sea. That's a very smart thing. Why? Because the Russian jamming radar systems have been used all over the world and have already targeted U.S. ships, which is truth, to show that they can shut down any ship they wish. After Moscow warned them to stay away, the ships were not going to go in. Biden today hit Russia with sanctions for government data hack and election meddling. He blames on Moscow. Ukraine has warned Russia that it will bear very painful consequences, <laughs> same thing they told to Japan, if it invades as Vladimir Putin continues to mass his forces in Eastern Europe. Guys, you know, this is ludicrous. Are they really planning on doing this? Are they really planning on starting World War III over this? Are they really doing all of this? Or is this more obfuscation to try to show us that, you know, what they're doing is going to be under the covers and we're not going to be aware of all the 5G technology they're going to use? Now, I'm going to say something here. I'm going to step away from this. I don't believe nuclear weapons are going to be used, but space-based weapons will be used if they start this. Space-based weapons that can lay siege to entire continents and destroy entire cities through energy weapons that they built through Star Wars, and they can turn the cannons towards us? Or is this just trying to cover up more stuff as far as some type of alien invasion, which they've been giving us a soft release? I will say one thing about all of this stuff. It is really interesting at this point. I don't think it's good or whatever. It's horrible. But the practice, if you're not basically, how should I say, absolutely energized by all of this stuff, you kind of need to wake up. By the way, Vladimir Putin is ready to roll. Secret Ukrainian government report says Russia will deploy another 30,000 troops and amass more than 7,000 tanks, armored vehicles, and artillery guns for invasion. Let me make a little observation here. Russia ain't Iraq. Russia ain't Afghanistan. You know, Russia ain't these other countries that they've overthrown in the Middle East through their Greater Israel program they started 20 years ago. This is not it. Russia is very well armed. They have hypersonic missiles. They also have space-based weapons platforms and all types of other things they probably haven't told us about. So, again, I don't believe it's going to go nuclear. I really don't. Here's why. They don't want to destroy the infrastructure that they're putting in all over the world for 5G deployment. I believe a lot of this stuff is going to be done with conventional warfare and space-based weapon systems, as I mentioned earlier. Now, Vladimir Putin is also saying that the Ukrainian government reports an estimated Kremlin deployed 30,000 extra soldiers, and these figures are based on intelligence intercepts and satellite photographs. Moscow claimed it has no plans to invade as carrying out military exercises. I believe that Russia is not going to start this. If we say that Russia starts it, if the government says that, as far as our government – I believe our government is lying again. You say, our government doesn't lie. Well, if you, if you believe that our government doesn't lie, you're going to believe that Operation Warp Speed was something they're doing for our good and for our good, how should I say, <laughs> for our health in the United States. It's nonsense. By the way, Raven Rock author now tells us how our own government has plans for its own annihilation. Whoa. Now we're talking about dumbs, deep underground military bases. The War Zone has a long discussion with Garrett Graff in this article, the author of the fascinating new book, Raven Rock, the U.S. government's secret plan to save herself, itself, while the rest of us, uh, should I say, die. We talked about everything from secret bunkers on how nukes spawned the development of modern communications and, of course, all about governments all after America. As we know, it has returned to ashes. 
It's one lively, eye-opening, and bizarre discussion, to say the least, just as one would expect when discussing the fine details of America's shadowy continuity of government plans. Starting in the mid-40s, this is true, a change swept across America and the world that catalyzed the growth of massive and unprecedented security apparatus. Can you explain a bit what continuity of government is and where it springs from? I'm going to let you read the rest of this article yourself, but here's the thing. These low-life banking cronies who like to kill and rape little children and do all kinds of weird stuff and torture ceremonies, these guys also have decided they're going to stay alive if nobody else does. It's, it's kind of sad, too, because what they've done is they've used the money from the United States of America. That's what they've done. And the money from all of our massive debt to massively increase their own chances of survival. And, and it's sad. By the way, Ponzi scheme, but <laughs> Barney Madoff dies, uh, you know, and he's, he was in prison for like the last 12 years. And, and he basically, uh, I, guess, I guess the actual numbers may never be known, but it was in roughly approximately $50 billion of money that he stole. After which his family, who basically put a lot of, how should I say, really bad, the world would say karma. The Bible would say sowing and reaping and basically hosing over other people. In fact, he was an equal opportunity hoser. He was Jewish, and he basically took a lot of money from a lot of Jewish financiers and ruined a lot of family along with a lot of Christians and a lot of other people. He didn't care who he hosed over. A judge issued a forfeiture order after he was found guilty, stripping Matt off of his personal property, all personal property, including real estate investments and $80 million of assets with his wife, Ruth, they had claimed were hers. The order left her with $2.5 million. It's crazy to me that you know he had $80 million of assets. And, of course, this was the money that he had scammed off and scammed off of the uh, profits that were being made on the Ponzi scheme. The scandal also exacted a personal toll on the family. Okay, how about all the people that they destroyed financially? One of his sons, Mark, killed himself on the second anniversary of his father's arrest in 2010. That death, by the way, still remains very, very shrouded in mystery. Some people say he may have been murdered. Madoff's brother, Peter, who helped run the business, was sentenced to 10 years in prison in 2012, despite claims that he was in the dark about his brother's misdeeds, which is another complete and total lie. You can't be in the dark about these types of misdeeds for that many years. And Madoff's other son, Andrew, died from cancer at age 48. His wife, Ruth, is still living. Jerry Reisman, an attorney for about three dozens of Madoff's victims, said he'd spoken to several after Madoff's death. Some of them are saying they're enjoying this day for the death of Madoff. He said, no one sees this as a great loss. No one is going to mourn <laughs> Bertie Madoff. They are happy they have survived him. Madoff was born in 1938 in a lower middle class Jewish neighborhood in Queens. In the financial world, the rise and story of his money growth was basically set in basically the thing of that legend and how, he, and how he left Wall Street with Peter in 1960 with a few thousand dollars, save from working as a lifeguard and installing sprinklers became legend. It's always like that, isn't it, guys? They always have these weird stories, and all of a sudden they become super wealthy. The two were struggling kids from Queens. They worked hard, said Thomas Morling, who worked closely with Madoff's brothers in the mid-1980s, setting up and running computers that made their firm a trusted leader in off-floor trading. So nobody is going to mourn the death of this absolute Ponzi nightmare guy, Bernie Madoff. And quite frankly, a lot of people were destroyed because of him. 
it's it's um, I'm not going to say it's sad to see him die. In fact, <laughs> Bright, not Breitbart, Drudge had on their leading their headlines this morning, Matt off in hell. Now, I find that funny because, you know, Drudge being Jewish, they really don't believe in hell. And uh, and Madoff being Jewish, I don't guess he believed in hell. But uh, wherever he is, which is probably hell because we all do believe in hell, he's there. Unless he had a conversion to Christianity and he accepted Christ and he repented for his sins. And quite frankly, I wouldn't wish hell on anybody, not even Bernie Madoff. Uh, you know, so I hope he got saved. I hope he got right. And again, my condolences go out to his family members as far as the victims that he basically ended up getting. They're all dead now and end up in prison because of his unbelievably torrid schemes. Austin, what do you think, buddy, and what's your first story? Are you there, Austin? Okay, okay. I just found that, that Austin has problems, and so we will continue on our stories today with you guys. By the way... By the way, margin debt right now is getting really, really, really high again on the Internet. When Jerome Pyle, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, appeared for an interview this past Sunday night on CBS on 60 Minutes, he asserted a complete ignorance of the amount of margin debt, he's lying, by the way, currently being used to inflate the stock market to see one new historic high after another. The exchange between Pyle and 60 Minutes host Scott Pelley went on as follows. Pelley. The securities industry has reported that $814 billion has been borrowed by people investing in the stock market, borrowed against their portfolios, which is a 49% increase over last year. Are we talking Ponzi scheme again, friends? I think we are. And the last time it grew that much was in 2007. There we go, before the Great Recession. And the last and the time it grew much more for that was in 1999, just before the dot-com implosion. At what point does the Federal Reserve start to rein in the speculative bidding up of stock prices based on borrowed money? Here's what Powell said. Well, you know, he's, he's playing the dumb boy now. That sounds like margin debt. I, I don't know that statistic. I really can't react to that statistic. I would say the thing to do is that we make sure that the financial institutions that we regulate and supervise lie, understand the risk lie, and they're running and managing very, very well, and they have lots of capital lie, lots of liquidity, unbelievably total lie, and highly evolved risk management systems so that they do understand the risk they're running and have plans to deal with them, another lie. And that day, and that way, when the stocks, the shocks, for example, uh, if there were to be a big market correction, uh, you will see financial institutions that are strong enough to stand up to that lie, not just private institutions, right? They're going to want the American population to borrow the money, to loan them the money against what's going to happen. This is exactly what they did in 1929. In 1929, the Rothschild cronies took all of their, how should I say, insiders, and they told them, we are about to go ahead and short the market. We are about to contract the M1 money in circulation supply, and we're going to cause a massive financial correction. All of the big money that was controlled by the Rothschild banking cartels and been funded to the Rothschild banking cartels, they pulled their billions and billions of out over a period of several weeks before the 1929 crash, maintaining the market as far as its levels, only slightly adjusting it. And then what happened is when they shorted it, contracted the M1, everything went to hell in the stock market. I mean, literally it was hell. People were diving out of windows. And see, here's the problem. They're doing the same thing again. But Jerome Powell comes on and he goes, oh, you don't seem to understand. We've got all of this under control. Yeah, they do. Actually, they're the ones doing it. They actually do have it under control but because he got put on a hot seat. Not for, my, for the life of me, I don't know why they do stuff like this, why they put this stuff out there on 60 Minutes and let this guy look like a buffoon. Well, I'm, maybe I can answer my own question. Well, remember, this that lesser magic, isn't it? 
It's that white magic these guys are required and forced to do. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it so that they can say, oh, we warned you about that. It's not our fault because according to their cosmic rules that they play by from their Kabbalah, Bunch of sickos. They have to tell you what they're going to do in advance. So they feel the karma on the other side gets so bad to them, as far as them being punished, if they don't warn you that they always have to give you their plans in advance and tell you what they're going to do. That's why I got such a kick out of that movie the other day called King Kong versus Godzilla, which <laughs> I don't normally go see cartoon type movies, but it was actually pretty good and very good special effects on it, but they really, oh, like we talked about on Monday's show, really went into a detail about a lot of stuff they were involved in. So let's go another look at this. Pelly provided Powell with perfect examples of how excessive leverages and levels of unfettered risk taking on Wall Street, how they blow up markets in the U.S. economy, citing 2007 and 99. Today, the Fed supervises some of the most highly leveraged financial institutions in the world, including Wall Street banks that are fueling not only their own internal leverage, but also fueling obscene levels of leverage by loaning out hundreds of billions of dollars to hedge funds. For Powell yep. to claim ignorance is one of the most important statistics to monitor because of excess leverage of the financial system is an insult to the American people. I'm going to post this article at Health Masters. It's called Margin Debt Has Exploded by 49% in One Year to $814 billion. The actual figure, listen to this, may be in the trillions which it is, by the way. Here's why. I'm going to post it. Austin, good to have you with me, buddy. What's the first story? Yeah, great to be on the show. I apologize to the listeners. I've been having some technical you know, this morning, some technical difficulties. I actually had to switch up to my backup system, so if my audio is not as loud and clear as it normally is, I apologize for that, but I definitely wanted to get on the show and make sure I got a lot of these stories out today. So, yes, great to be on the show. You're absolutely right. I've got numerous friends that are in the stock market heavily, and what's interesting about this now is I've, I've talked to him in detail about this, and he says the margins and the shorts are what is fueling a huge amount of the Wall Street cash flow right now because instead of, you know, traditional stock market ideas where, you know, people invest money into a stock, that stock slowly rises based on what they produce, you know, what they have in the marketplace by sales, annual revenue, so forth. And it slowly increases and people slowly make money in the stock market, you know, 10, 15, 20% increase, you know, return on your investment every year. It's not unheard of. It's actually, you know, very good in the stock market. Well, what's happened is now, the market has been so propped up with quick money over the last couple of years, and specifically last year. If you guys remember, a lot of individuals freaked out as soon as COVID started in the stock market. When we dropped from you know twenty nine thousand in the Dow Jones to what was it fifteen sixteen thousand, you know, in, in like a week. Remember they they had to put stops on the market multiple times, had to freeze the market because it was dropping so fast because of what was going on in the global economy. Well, then what happened was, and if you guys remember this, and it was very, very discreet, the first COVID bill that came out, you know, the $2 trillion, and then all the money that basically got funneled in America got their whopping $600 check if you made less than $75,000 a year, and then the rest of the money went to the fine art programs and all these other areas that didn't need money at all, but they got it. Well, then remember the Fed came out and they said, by the way, we're independently going to put in $4 trillion into the stock market to keep it afloat. And they did. And you watch the stock market go from 15000 16000 on the Dow Jones up to now currently where I think it's 32000 33000 massively overbloated. 
But what's happened is now is a lot of these investors have found having a 15 20% annual return on your investment is garbage, in their opinion. They want fast money. They want super fast money. And so what they've done now are these margin calls and also shorting stocks repeatedly. That's talked about it in the past. But what they've gone is now they've gone in and colluded to basically bring stocks up, bring stocks down, and run roller coasters on these stocks all over the place in order to generate obscene amounts of money in the markets. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. This is one of the reasons why on some aspects, the economy is booming. This is why exotic car sales are absolutely through the roof. This is why extremely expensive house sales are still through the roof. And a huge part of the industry in the United States, you wouldn't even think there is any type of economic downturn, quite frankly, because there's so much money being spent right now. And then on top of that, you have a massive shortage in a lot of the areas like chips for vehicles, parts, material, housing material. So that in turn is causing the cost to go up even higher. But yes, what we are seeing right now is nothing short than a full-blown, insane madhouse run in the stock market. And it's going to continue to keep going on as long as the Fed keeps pumping money into it. But what we're also seeing is beginning phases of inflation. We've talked about that before on this show. This is why you're starting to see things get so expensive. And people are going, oh, no, it's supply and demand. Absolutely, there's a huge aspect of supply and demand. But there's also an aspect of inflation that's occurring because when this much, much, this much money starts hitting the market, there's no other option but for things to actually go up in cost. It's, that's why you're seeing it all across the board, things going up more and more and more and more expensive. And so put on your seatbelt because this is not going to stop anytime soon. This is why you're starting to see food prices go up. This is why you're starting to see meat prices go up, eggs, milk, fuel, vehicles. They've already talked about now. That, you know, Ford is planning on having another like five to seven percent increase in their sticker price on their F two fifty series by twenty twenty three. You know, twenty twenty three models. Everything is starting to go up pretty soon. It's going to be a hundred thousand dollars to buy a nice loaded up truck. I mean, we're about right there already. I mean, you saw the new. A lot of people see the new Escalade come out. I saw one that's not too long ago. Incredibly nice vehicle, the dealership. I, you know, one of the worst resale value SUVs you can ever buy. But regardless, a loaded up Escalade Platinum is like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars now sticker price well again these numbers are getting so enormous that there's going to reach a point where you're going to go man this is getting so expensive but as long as the material costs and everything starts going up this is what leads to inflation that's why i've always recommended people always hedge your inflation with gold and silver and platinum and so forth again i'm not giving you financial advice that's just something that's been done for thousands of years as we're good in the meantime as well stock up on things you can get good deals on like food food buckets water filtration stored water the ability basically to defend your yourself, whether it's ammunition or weapons, have that ability on the back end because I can promise you, once food, people think, oh, well, you know, this is getting more expensive, this is getting more expensive. Nobody is seen expensive until we start seeing milk go for $10 a gallon at the supermarket or beef start going for $15 a pound for ground beef. Then you're going to start seeing expensive because once food prices start to go up, 
everything goes up because you have to increase the cost of everything in order for people to survive. So that's why they're pushing for the $15 an hour pay increase so much because they know it's going to happen. It's not that people need to have $15 minimum hour. They're getting ready for the inflationary standpoint that we're about to see. And then you're going to roll into the entire robotics rollover. This is why Burger King, McDonald's, all the fast food garbage food joints that are around, they're switching over to robot kiosk because they know, they see the writing on the wall. They know how it's going to be expensive to pay employees. So just something to throw out there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. I've, I've talked to Dad this morning about it because Lana got a uh, message from a uh, listener that basically is here in Central Florida. I'm not going to give any of their information out right now because it's ongoing. And she said that basically she got a phone call, or her son's basically in high school, and she got a phone call from the school basically stating that her son has work detail after school. Now, you guys, most of the time, if you remember in the school system, you get work detail after class or after hour work. It's because you did something like, you know, you were talking in class repeatedly or, you know, you were running late to class or you were basically doing something you shouldn't have been doing. Well, we found out later on that her son has basically been given work detail because he's refused to wear a mask. He was in the hallway, and I guess one of the teachers walked up and said, you have to have your mask on. He said, no, I'm done. I'm not wearing a mask anymore. There's no mask mandate in Florida. There's no clinical evidence whatsoever that masks work at all. Every single state that's dropped their mask mandate has had their rates drop through the floor as far as their COVID rates and hospitalizations. I'm done wearing a mask. He said, you're going to wear a mask. He goes, no, I'm not. They said, okay, now you basically are going to the principal's office. It's in the principal's office. They said, hey, guess what? You don't want to listen to the teacher. You don't want to listen to the lawful command of a teacher. You get work detail after class for the rest of the week. And he goes, no, I'm not going to work detail. They said, well, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with disciplinary action. So his parents got involved. His mom said, no. No, you're not, you're not giving him work detail. You're not going to make him do slave labor because he wants to breathe fresh air. And it's been an ongoing thing. And this is starting to happen all across the state as people are getting sick and tired of it. You guys know on January, or April 27th, we have a huge event at the Polk County School Board over here in Lakeland, Florida. And I encourage everybody to go check that out if you're in Central Florida. We've had enough. We've all had enough. We have seen now repeatedly that the mask, especially in an open setting, is just government rulemaking for the sake of rulemaking, whose chief purpose is to demonstrate that the government's job is to command each citizen's duty to readily obey. That was on another article that just came out here called Masks Are Nothing But Dress Code Loyalty Oaths to Government. Now, I will clarify and I'll say this because I've had people bring this up to me. If you are in some type of work setting and you're the sole provider of your house and you don't have a backup plan for income and you're basically taking care of your family and your job, like say at a hospital, is forcing you to wear a mask, I understand that to some extent. Now, I also recommend, and I've heard from numerous people, file health complaints every single time you have to. And also, if you can, wear a face shield instead if that option is available. Most places do that. Do the best you can to not wear a mask. But again, if you have kids, if you have family, if you have bills and you have no other source of income and that's your main source of income, I understand that to some degree. But preferably what I'm talking about here is the aspect of people blindly obeying masks simply to go to a store and spend money or wearing a mask while they walk around in a parking lot by themselves or wearing a mask when they go to a movie theater or to the mall or go shopping. If you're going somewhere to patronize a business and you're going to spend money with them, 
you will. It's going to be a, a extremely cold day in Florida before I ever comply with a business telling me to wear a mask where I'm about to spend my hard-earned dollar at. That's the biggest thing. And so continue to make a giant stance about it as much as you can because they're exactly right in this. This is what they're doing. It's forcing each citizen's duty to readily obey blindly. So, again, I encourage everybody, April 27th, if you're in Central Florida, come out to the Polk County School District area. Sharon on the ST Brower account has posted that up. I'll have her post that listing again for the protest. It's going to be the school board district because a lot of people have had enough down here in Central Florida. Also, too, in other news, the Democrats now, the hardcore leftist communists that basically took over the country hostily through a stolen election, have now put forward a bill in Congress, is what we were expecting, is they are going to stack the Supreme Court. They want to go to – listen to this. So the size of the Supreme Court being at nine, they want to make it 13 now. 13. Could you come up with any more ominous of a number? Could you let us know what you're doing any further? I'm surprised they didn't make it 33, to be honest with you. The top Mason number. That, I'm surprised they didn't do that. But, yeah, they want to make the Supreme Court 13. Why do they want to do that? Because they already have four Supreme Court justices lined up, ready to go. that are hardcore communists that want to completely and totally ruin the United States from within. This is exactly what they want to do. Remember, Biden told us, the bumbling buffoon told us before they stole the election form. He said, hey, I want to stack the Supreme Court. Then he comes up and goes, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I don't even know where. Well, if, there's a, if there's a golf cart and a garden hose and uh, well, anyway, I don't know. I mean, and obviously I'm making fun of him because the guy's a joke. He can't even complete a sentence without a teleprompter. But this is where they're wanting to do this now. And, you know, what's interesting about this is, you know, if they would have said 12, they would have said 14, I would have said, oh, they're definitely trying to stack it. But, okay, but 13, guys, 13, could they get any more in our face? It was like that movie we saw the other day, that King Kong versus Godzilla. There was so much stuff in that film. It was insane. They go down this elevator, to this, and the girl goes, where does this thing go? And the guy goes, to hell. And then immediately it shows the bottom floor they land, and it's 33. It's the 33rd floor. Come on, guys. They tell us what they do. They just don't expect anybody to believe it. So just something to understand and get out there. Also, too, we're starting to have more professors now bring up what's going on in the school system as far as the universities. And I'm just glad to see some of them are actually getting vocal. A education professor, Aaron Kinsvatter, basically from the University of Vermont now, has blatantly and calmly, though, explained his concern about social justice teaming up on campus, reducing people to racial categories, which has now prompted his resignation. He's resigning from the university. He's had enough. And he said the level of caused, intentionally caused racial tension has become a whole other level that people can even imagine a lot of the universities behind the scenes. He said he's not going to comply with it. He said basically racism and the secular religion at the University of Vermont and whiteness falls under the umbrella of critical social justice and thinking that informs so is basically makes you anything you do now as far as you disagree in the university standpoint. He said, anything, anything you disagree with now, you're automatically deemed a white racist. He said, if two plus two equals four, and you say it's four, and somebody says, no, you're wrong, it's five, and you go, no, mathematically, two plus two is four, you're a racist. 
and he said it has gotten so blatant and so out of control. He said he wants nothing to do with the university system anymore, and he's going in and basically coming out now and exposing for what's really going on behind the scenes. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. You know, somebody sent me a video the other day of what was going on in Minneapolis. And, you know, I said, listen, I said, this, but this cop that shot this guy instead of tasering him and then blatantly says on the body cam, oh, my gosh, I shot him. I, you know, I was going for my taser. She's now been fired and she's being charged criminally. So using this excuse to run around and go loot and burn cities is nothing short than the Black Lives Matter terrorist groups coming in now and inciting violence, which they always do. Remember, it's, it's, it's racist time again. It's, it's protest, racist, let's go riot time. Remember what we saw last summer? They're starting it all back over again. There were videos that surfaced now that the mainstream media would not report on, would not show at all, that were on social media that have actually most of them been taken down because they said that they were too aggressive. Ironically, when you see a video in the same light flipped, they let it stay up. But it was actually a video, somebody recording on their phone, a group of rioters, and they were yelling and saying, if anybody, you see anybody white, you jump them. And they said, there's a white guy over there. And they proceeded to run over there with a mob of about 30 or 40 of them and ended up curb stomping him, beating him, kicking him almost to death. Another one, they came out in the video and they said, any white person walks around on here, we're going to beat them down. So they said blatantly. Then they said, there's there's another whitey over there. And they went and chased them down. It's all on camera. It's all on video. It's a very disturbing video. Yet, Nobody said anything about it. Nobody brought it up at all. Now, it can go both ways, and situations like this occur. But what I'm saying is, why is it the double standard now? Why is it that everything anybody says is racist if you don't agree with them, but yet when you come out with stuff like that, it's basically, well, they were just peacefully protesting. There's a video now that surfaced of a army uh, captain, retired army captain, I think, and the, there's this black kid walking around, a skinny black kid, the army guy's much bigger than him, and the guy walks out of his house, the army guy walks out of his house, and this black kid's walking up and down in front of a sidewalk, and he basically, the guy tells him, he's like, dude, what are you doing? And then his wife comes out and records it, and he's recording what's going on, this black guy's by himself, and he goes, I'm, I'm just walking home. He goes, why have you been standing in front of my house for 15 minutes? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm walking home. He goes, then, okay, then walk home. And the kid's like, okay, I'm going to walk home. And he starts walking off, and he turns around and starts mouthing off again. And uh, basically gets in, the, gets in the Army guy's face. The Army guy pushes him back. Well, come to find out later on in the video, the cops are arresting the Army guy for battery because he pushed him. And I get said in the video, it was crazy how many racist comments were on the video calling this army guy every single name in the book, talking about what a racist he is. And I looked at the video and I said, I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian. If you're standing in front of my house, staring at my house for 15 minutes, I'm going to walk outside and I'm going to ask you what the heck you're doing standing in my front house, casing my property. Period. There's no uh, nothing odd about that. There's nothing racist about that. I want to know why you're standing in front of my home, looking at my home, pacing back and forth, not doing anything. And so this is what we're starting to see. Look what happened in St. Louis when that couple that basically were at their big old house in St. Louis, those two attorneys, and that mob broke in through the gates, kicked the gate in, trespassed, broke property, 
damaged private property and basically started to surround their house. And they, he walks out with the AR-15 and she walks out with a pistol. And now they've still, they, they've been fighting that thing tooth and nail in the court system now. They've been trying to charge him with multiple weapons felonies. You guys saw all that. At what time and what degree is it okay for you to defend your family and your property without being a racist? It doesn't matter, again, what color skin you are. It doesn't matter what background, ethnicity you are. Everybody has the right to live freely on their way, and everybody has the right to defend themselves perfectly. And so this is the problem that we're starting to see, and this is exactly what the professor brought up here from the University of Vermont now. is This is the same thing Dad brought up last week in the College in the, in, the, in the high school programs now. Math is racist. Anything you say about math, as far as if you correct somebody, it's inherently racist. This ideology has gone so far, and that's why political correctness has no business being anywhere in this country. This country was founded on free speech. This country was founded on freedom. There's aspects that you cannot sit there and try to say, well, listen, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't say this because no longer free speech exists. Do some things you say offend people extremely? Absolutely. Do people say some things to you that are absolutely out of line? Oh, yeah. I've done all kinds of stuff before. Perfect example. Yesterday, I'm out in front of my house. I got a gate that I'm getting installed in front of my house, a big security gate. I have my truck parked on the side of the road and other trucks parked on the side of the road. I'm in the full right-of-way. I'm in the county. I have the full legal aspect to do so. I've already talked to law enforcement about it. So I'm doing construction a lot of times. I don't want people parked in my grass, and I also don't want people pulling in and out of my driveway or trying to put a gate inside to park in the road. You can get around me just fine. Well, this guy pulls up and gets around my truck and gets around another truck and goes to cut a corner to cut down the end of the street, and he's got brand new, like, pull-behind camper. Real nice camper, honestly. And he has plenty of room, plenty of room. You can tell he's kind of a new driver. He's driving real pensive, but had a nice camper, which I'm, I'm happy for him. And he cuts real close, and he ends up hitting the stop sign. And he ends up hitting the back quarter panel of his brand new camper and scratched it. He did scratch it. And I felt bad for him. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, man, so I've done stuff like that before. I'm like, oh, that's rough. He gets out of the truck. It starts yelling and cussing about how I need to get my truck out of the road. And I turned around and looked at him. And the first thing I did was I said, bud, I'm sorry you're having a rough day and you just hit your new camper. I said, but I'm not going to move my truck I'm in the right-of-way. He goes, no, no, this, this one's not in the right-of-way. And I said, yeah, it is, bud. I can legally park here. And, again, I'm sorry about your camper. He got back in his you know, truck, stormed off, got in and took off. And, see, normally if somebody would have come up yelling and cussing at me, I would have turned right around. I would have said, excuse me. Is, is, are you calling me out? Are we squaring up right now? Is this where we're going? But yeah, I thought about it, and as soon as you did, I thought, you know what? If I just hit my new camper because I was being a lousy driver and I hit a stop sign, I'd be pretty upset too. And it had nothing to do with my fault or our trucks or anything. He had perfect room, but he was upset about it, and so I cut him some slack. Certain times you've got to cut people some slack. Other times you can't cut people any slack. And so there's certain a time and a place for everything. And right now, people need to understand occasionally, sometimes you've got to cut some people some slack and not go for a direct conflict right off the bat. But in other cases, when you have people starting to come and threaten your family or threaten your life or circling around your house, you got to be the alpha male in your family and step out and say, dude, can I help you with something, bud? Is there a reason why you're standing in front of my property, casing my property? Is there a reason why you need to be standing here looking at me? You have the legal right to stand here, but I also have the legal right to ask you why you're looking at this, why you're looking at my house and why you're basically loitering in front of my home. And if it needs rises, you can always call law enforcement and have them trespass warrant if the, if the base of the situation arises. But understand, 
tensions are intentionally being fired up right now. They're trying to get people as aggressive and divided as possible. Why? Because they don't want us to look at what's really going on. They don't want us to address all the military bases that the CIA uses to run drugs around the world. They don't want to talk about the off-world weapons platforms, space-based weapon platforms, or everything they're doing to slowly take away our rights as human beings under the guise of COVID. And as many things goes on with the bankers, they don't want to talk about any of that. If they can cause as much divisiveness, as much dissension, as much anger within, we'll ruin ourselves. Enough, enough countries, enough regimes, enough empires have shown that. And so it's important right now. People, band together. Be unified. doesn't matter what color your skin is. Realize that we are not the enemy. We're all Americans here. We're all in this together. We have to stand up for what's right, and we have to come together and say, listen, this is what's happening. This is what we have to do. We have to say no. We have to stand our ground on what they're trying to do to us, Dad. What do you think? I mean, I think that was, that was an excellent, excellent rant, Austin. That was very well done. Uh, yes, you're right. I mean, just the other day, I was at – uh, loves. It's a truck stop. I'm not endorsing it whatsoever. And uh, I was having the rear bearings repacked in my uh, RV. And the, tr- the motor was just sitting there. And some semi-truck just runs into it <laughs> with his trailer. And it just hits it. I mean, it does like, you know, $9,000 worth of damage on it. And when, nobody was even in the coach. He was sitting in a perfectly legal spot. The guy was, it was a brand new semi-truck driver and he really didn't know what he was doing. And I walked around to the front of the coach because I was behind the coach. And I said, oh, wow, the coach just got hit, busted out the lights, scratched the whole front end. I said, this is nice. And uh, the guy comes over, and he's, like, profusely apologizing. And I looked at him. I said, dude, just chill out, bud. You know, just, you got to learn how to drive better. I said, but it's under, it's insured, whatever. you got insurance. You're a commercial company, so you're going to pay for the coach. That's, that's going to work. And so it's in the body shop now for the next who knows how long trying to get fixed. But the point is. There's certain times we have to realize when we damage something due to our own negligence or carelessness or whatever. You know, you're driving around the stop sign and you're a new driver. You get a blind spot when you basically cut that corner real hard with a stop sign and you got to swing out wider, which he had plenty of room to do yesterday and he didn't do. uh, And he scratched the coach, his uh, his camper. And I've done the same thing with my coach. It was my fault. And so it's one of those things I learned a long time ago. And this is just something you guys laugh about is that if I scratch my RV or if I scratch my car, getting mad, jumping up and down, using a few, how should I say, bad words, trying to express my opinion in a very, how should I say, caustic way, it doesn't help fix the coach or the car. (laughs) It still has to be fixed. And so I've just learned. What I've discovered in my life is just chill out and relax. Got insurance. That's why you pay the insurance and his other insurance is going to pay for it anyhow. And getting mad doesn't make things get better. It just makes things get more stressful. Like the guy yesterday. I was so proud of Austin. He handled it so perfectly. Sorry you scratched your car, your RV, bud. Sorry about that. Just, you know, it just is what it is. But the reality is, guys, we all do that, don't we? I know I do. We get into a situation where we get too excited about something or we get too mad about something and we say things we should not say and sometimes we direct it towards our wife or our husband you know our spouse or our children we say things we shouldn't say and do things we shouldn't do and act certain ways we shouldn't act you know if you haven't done that you know let me go ahead and adjust your halo because i'm, I'm not that guy <laughs> I, I do things sometimes that are pretty nuts and so just relax because guys it's like i told you the other day 
you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it because I'm in covenant with the most high God through the blood of Jesus, through his son. He's given us the authority that we have through him. That's why these globalists hate Christians. That's why they're not, you know, giving us spots in the underground bunker system. <laughs> hey, guys, we already got a bunker. It's called heaven. You don't get to hang out there forever. And so it really doesn't make any difference. You know, we're all going to leave this planet anyhow. We really are. And like I said the other day, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, I could call down legions of angels. And I'm paraphrasing that. But guys, it's so important to understand that. Just just relax and chill out, especially with the media. Oh, my gosh, the media is making things so awful now. It, it is. And so just try not to turn on the TV. I turned my cable off several years ago. It's so important that we just don't even endorse these guys and let them charge more for their advertising rates. By the way, Christine Nome from South Dakota says, we are not accepting settlements of illegal immigrants in South Dakota. you got to love this lady. I really wish she would try and sign that transgender bill, but she didn't do it. I really would like to know why she didn't. On Wednesday's broadcast of the Fox News channel Ingram Angle, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome said that any illegal immigrants that Biden administration attempts to resettle are not going to find a place in South Dakota. Nome says, what I've determined by watching the actions of this president is that he is making America unsafe. These are people that are crossing our border illegally. We do not know who they are. Multiple news sources have told us that we have people on the terrorist watch list that are, watch list that are getting into this country this way, and they're not going to find a place in South Dakota. Kudos to her. I think that's wonderful. By the way, Republican Representative Cheney says that she would not support Trump if he is a 2024 nominee. And then she says we can't embrace insurrection. She's showing her own level of ins- complete ignorance here. You know, he's not an insurrectionist. He's not that. Representative Cheney out of Wyoming said Wednesday on Fox News channels your world that she would not support Trump if he was a party nominee. When asked about Trump, Cheney said, I've been clear about my views about what happened on January the 6th about my views of the president's culpability. By the way, I do believe the president is culpable on that, and I believe that he should have pardoned everybody who was involved in it. Also, I believe he should have pardoned the attorney and his wife from St. Louis. I believe he may have done that, but I can't remember. I obviously voted to impeach him. There we go. Now she's telling us the truth. She's going Democrat. I think this is the gravest violation of oath of office by any president in American history for us as a party. We have to be the party of hope and aspirations. So there you go. Whatever that even means. She's starting to sound more and more like a Democrat. The Democrats, by the way, speaking of the, these guys, their illegal aliens are American heroes who deserve amnesty from Joe Biden. What? The Democrats are saying now that the illegal invaders on our southern border are heroes who deserve amnesty. A group of House and Senate Democrats are urging President Joe Biden to include amnesty for millions of illegal aliens in his infrastructure package as they are all heroes. Okay, so I invade a foreign country. I come to the foreign country to get free housing and free money and free food and basically vote as a communist, and I'm the hero. All right. They're about as much of a hero as Hollywood's leftist liberals are. In fact, George Clooney, bleh, I can't stand him. Katy Perry <laughs> worships Lucifer, sold his soul to the devil, according to her own words. And Leonardo DiCaprio, who is probably everybody's, well, I'm not going to say that, but he's also super liberal. Hollywood studios are now, these three are signing studios letters opposing voter integrity laws. In other words, you know, if you want to have 
a person to show an ID, you basically have to, you know, you're doing something wrong. Uh, other, other ones are also signing are including Jacqueline Phoenix. He's a guy who starred in that movie Gladiator years ago. He's actually a good actor. Samuel Jackson. Well, there you go. He's pretty liberal. Amy Schumer, Mark Ruffalo, and Star Wars The Force Awakens director J.J. Abrams, who is a hardcore leftist cabalist who said he wants to F up an entire generation. He's absolutely horrible, by the way. I'll never watch any of his movies. And now these people are always and have been or will be continuing to be on my band list. I will not go to any of their movies or support them. Other ones and leaders who have done this are David Keffen, George Lucas, Shonda Rhimes, Sherry Redstone, and Chaining Dungey. Now, these people, now I'm going to tell you this, along with Coca-Cola, need to be boycotted by you guys. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to say that. They all need to be boycotted by you. Remember, Coca-Cola is the woke company now. Go woke, go broke. Now, a lot of people don't realize they have a lot of other brands. Coca-Cola, these all need to be boycotted. Coca-Cola, Sprite, Fanta, Dasani Water, there you go, Smart Water, Minute Maid, Innocent, Simply Juices and Drinks, Georgia Coffee, Costa Coffee, Fuse Tea, Honest Tea, Fairlife, Powerade, Seal, Schweppes, Vitamin Water, Gold Peak, Appletizer, Topo Chico, Aquarius, 80s, Fresca, Lojas, Vaktaka, Barques, B-A-R-Q-S, Dogadan, and Peace Tea. All of these are being manufactured by the Coca-Cola company, all Rothschild Cabalas controlled. I urge all of you not to buy any of those products, which, by the way, most of them are complete and total garbage. Anyhow, but please don't put them in your body and don't support these guys. That's really, really important. You know, you know, it's crazy to me that Hollywood has to get on these kicking parades all the time. But, of course, they're Kabbalists, most of them. By the way, Facebook is calling for more regulations on everything but censorship. They're going to allow you to continue to regulate whatever you put out, whatever you want to say. Facebook is calling, costing, costing, calling for more regulations of the tech industry, including a vague call for more transparent content moderation and accountability for hosting illegal content. We make scant mention of regulation to prevent censorship and political interference. Again, Zuckerberg is a complete and total Rothschild cutout, just like J.P. Morgan was a hundred years ago. All of these organizations, including these Hollywood stars, are all being funded to the Rothschild Kabbalist, how should I say, educational network in the United States. I would more say the Kabbalist satanic network. The Minnesota mayor has again showed his extreme ignorance. Here's what he says. Police do not necessarily need weapons during fire to during traffic stops. All right. Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott told reporters Tuesday he does not believe that officers need to have weapons during every traffic stop. Well, how do you decide that, you dummy? His comments follow the shooting of the Dante Wright on Sunday, which, by the way, I don't believe for one second that, that woman pulled a taser out. Excuse me, pulled a gun out thinking it was a taser. I think she thought about it immediately after she did it. Now, being a police officer is an extremely dangerous profession. These guys need to be trained in how to control their emotions more. They need to be trained also in basically how to do a traffic stop and make sure you stay alive. They need to be working from their automobiles behind doors with loudspeakers telling the people to step out of the vehicles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, except walking up to a black vehicle with a window rolled up. 
it's dangerous, guys. It really is. Now, what I do, I told you guys the other day, I got pulled over by a really nice sheriff's officer from, I believe it was from the Dominican Republic, wearing a mask. And he basically pulled me over. I pulled way off the side of the road to make it safe for him. I rolled all my windows down in my truck and my Silverado, and I put my hands on the steering wheel when he walked up. Why would I do that? Out of respect. These guys have a dangerous, dangerous job. There are a lot of people out there, especially a lot of these illegals that are coming into the country from basically these different gangs in Mexico that are here to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, just like their daddy. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Austin, I'm going to go ahead and finish it up today. And you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And, guys, continue to pray for us here at Health Masters. I thank you for your continued support with Health Masters, and you guys are absolutely awesome. Go ahead and finish it, Oz. Absolutely. And, you know, and I understand because there's two sides of this stuff that we've seen with law enforcement back and forth. There's a video, and I don't, I don't recommend you let any kids see it. It's a dash cam video. If you guys have probably seen it, I think it was in New Mexico last week of a officer that pulled over somebody on the interstate, went to their passenger side window of their truck. Um, you know, basically the driver was real calm and collected, super chill, was, yeah, yeah, absolutely, whatever you need me to do. And uh, lo and behold, the driver was actually multiple times felon with multiple possessions, uh, distribution, manufacturing of methamphetamine. And um, the officer goes, hey, you know, I see you got a, a sidearm in the vehicle. I need to go ahead and take that off you for my safety until we get this stopped together. And so the officer's on the passenger side. Drivers gets out of the driver door. Well, as the driver gets out of the door, he has an AR-15, a short barrel, chambers it, and uh, walks around. And as soon as he gets to the bed, he unloads on the officer, drops the officer, runs around to the other side of the truck where the officer is, shoots him point blank again in the chest, then goes up behind him and puts a bullet through his head. So he, he shot him probably six or seven times in five, five, six from close range. And obviously, the officer was dead on the scene. Um, he jumps back in the truck, takes off, goes on a high-speed chase, ends up getting caught. Uh, car, basically the officers, uh, you know, pit maneuver him. He wrecks. He gets out, open fire on those officers, and they they let him they let him eat it, and they they basically kill him on the scene. Um, very dangerous position. This guy obviously had no business being in society. Multiple multiple times selling, multiple times drug dealer, in and out of prison, and uh, but he still was able to get a firearm illegally. Now here's the million dollar question, and this is what I brought to so many people. We know that. The Democrats are hardcore gun control. They want to stop everybody from getting guns. They want mandatory background checks. Now, here's the million-dollar question. This guy was multiple-time felon. There's no way he passed a background check getting a gun. He's in and out of prison repeatedly. No way. Absolutely not. So, obviously, he got the gun through other means. Well, if he got the gun through other means and somebody sold a convicted felon a firearm, he was probably another felon that had the firearm. If we ban guns and we make law-abiding citizens register their guns and confiscate their guns and turn their guns in and give them a list of prohibited guns they can and can't have, do you think the criminals that are blatantly okay with shooting a law enforcement officer in the face with an AR-15, do you think they're going to say, oh, you know what, golly, the law-abiding citizens are turning in their guns. You know what, I know I'm a multi-time felon that manufactures and distributes narcotics illegally. I'm going to turn in my guns, too, just because I'm just that kind of person. No, the argument is insane, and it's full-blown lunacy, and that's what they're trying to promote. So my condolences to the officer involved in that shooting. That was a horrific video. Um, and these guys deal with this stuff a lot. And so when you're dealing with – stuff happens in a split second. Anybody has been in a fight before, you know. It, it, stuff happens fast. 
And my buddy who's sheriff's department on SWAT, he's been in multiple instances, and he said that's the thing about it. Everything you do, it's split-second reaction time, which means there's no brain, there's no really thought brain activity involved in it. It's automatically intuitive. It's refle- your, your reflexes. It's whatever you're training. That's what they say. Your training kicks in. And so this is why I've said repeatedly, pay officers more money but require more training and more background. Don't just make them go through a 16-week police academy, a badge and a gun, and pay them $30,000, $40,000 a year. Start officers out at $60,000, dollars $80,000 a year, but require they have multiple years, almost like a college degree. Not only will you increase the caliber of the officers because they're going to be more educated, more trained, have much better background, and be well more inclined to handle things from a better situation because, A, their training is going to be exceptional. B, they're going to have a whole lot more to lose, so they're not going to want to just blow their career because they can get away with something. And they have the ability now to not even have to make near as many mistakes because they're such a top-level profession in their area. This is, in my opinion, one of the best things to do. But again, that's not what they want. The globalists want to make sure the cops are pitted against the civilians and the civilians are pitted against the cops. So again, my friends, continue to use wisdom in situations. Continue to use your mind. Continue to give the brain, use your brain that God gave you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for continuing to stay prepped. Make sure if you need anything, the food buckets, we have multiple packs on special, the two bucket, four bucket specials. Continue to stay prepped. And if you guys need anything, the product of the week, the thyroid support, incredibly popular product, really helps out with proper thyroid functioning. On sale right now for 12% off at Health Masters. It's product of the week. Thank you. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.